0: In 2017, hacking and cybersecurity seemed to be something relegated to nation states attacking other nation states in the operation technology or the OT space. But two major ransomware attacks... The WannaCry and NotPetya attacks brought worldwide recognition to what a lot of manufacturers were already quietly dealing with behind the scenes, that the information technology or IT space in a facility is very vulnerable to attack. Elton Timoto, a cybersecurity expert with Rockwell Automation, shares his insights into cybersecurity and how manufacturers, both big and small, should be thinking about and implementing security features to prevent extortion and ransomware and loss of operations. This is episode six of the Making Things Better podcast presented by J-Automation, where we deal with all things manufacturing and automation.
1: Welcome Elton uh, Tomoto. We uh, appreciate you joining the uh, the podcast. Uh, Elton is from uh, Rockwell Automation. He's the uh, contract, the uh, services network and cybersecurity as the uh, Canadian regional manager. So welcome Elton.
2: Thanks for having me, Eric. Appreciate you having me on the show.
1: Yeah, we have a, a really important topic. I, I think for some, um, this is, uh, they hear a lot about it in the news. Um, but maybe in your own words, you could kind of share with us um, you know, what, what do we mean when we're talking about cybersecurity? Absolutely, no.
2: I'm uh, I'm excited. This is a topic that's near and dear to my heart, so I'm excited to to chat about a little bit about cybersecurity. So to me, uh, cybersecurity is something that's been around for a long time, really. And uh, you know what what's near and dear to my heart around manufacturing and cybersecurity is something called um, the OT space and cybersecurity in the OT space or operations technology space. Um, so, when we think about cybersecurity, um, typically it's been. You know, someone sitting behind a computer or a nation state that's trying to hack in and get into uh, a system or, you know, uh, get access to information from an information technology space. And really now that's evolved over into the operations technology space and over into the manufacturing space and has driven the requirements for looking at cybersecurity in that space. So it's, it's evolving and we're changing around um, the requirements for cybersecurity, but essentially it's protecting yourself and protecting yourself from outside threats as well as internal threats. Within the organization, so that's that's really what cybersecurity is, and it's uh, it's more geared towards your
1: information security system. Okay, yeah, thanks for that, and, and uh, it seems like there's a lot to it. Um, You know, it probably can't cover everything, but, you know, what kind of threats are there? You know, maybe even kind of share what we're seeing in the last couple of years or even recently. Absolutely. So, I mean, that that's a
2: great question. I would say in the past, I mean, there there have been different types of threats. Um, And there's always been, you know, there are threats from either nation states, from hackivists, from uh, internal threats. But it's always been very much focused around the information technology space. All that changed around 2017. And 2017 was when there were two major cyber attacks that really hit into the operations technology space. And those two are NotPetya and WannaCry. And there were ransomware attacks that really took out the operations uh, and manufacturing space and it it affected major operations, uh, customers globally um, that had uh, operations running and didn't really know what to do because there was no plan. So since 2017, um, we saw an influx of more and more attacks in the operations technology space, leading up into as recent as just a couple of weeks ago, where we we saw a huge cyber attack take down an oil and gas pipeline, and you know it's becoming very very frequent, um, and part of it is because prior to to. Um, Prior to the pandemic, prior to um, us moving into this new technology uh, technology uh, transformation, the operations technology was very segregated in comparison to the IT technology, and. As we've moved into something called the Industry 4.0, where you're starting to get data and, and bringing data from the plant operations floor and connecting more of your assets in the operations space into the, to the internet and into the IT space, there's a requirement
1: for Cybersecurity protection. Yeah, that's that's uh, yeah. Thanks for that. Um, and it's you, you know, 2017 doesn't seem uh, that that long ago, and and yet a lot's transpired over over over. Call it now four years. Um, you, you know, it, it may be a difficult question, but um, w- would you say customers are kind of ignoring the uh, this space of the cybersecurity or or? Or what would it be that, uh, that that are causing customers to to not be investing in this area?
2: Yeah, so I would I wouldn't say they're ignoring it per se. Um, everybody knows that this is an area that they need to focus on. However, there are different aspects that manufacturers are looking at and trying to improve um, and also typically it's being very much an IT focus around, um, around that space and so as, as we're evolving in this space, this um, bringing data up into the, into the internet and having access to that data is really what's driving the need and um, driving the requirement for people to start looking into this space, right? And looking at how they uh, protect their operations, right? Um, So I would say they're not necessarily ignoring it. It's something that they know they need to do. It's just how do I start? Where do I start? And you know what risks am I taking by not protecting that space?
1: Oh, that's good. And on that side, how would a, how would a, um, a manufacturer know how to evaluate? Where, where would a customer start to to address where they do have risks?
2: So that's a great question. Um, I would start. It's always good to do something called a cyber hygiene score right? or, or a risk assessment and put a plan in place. So understanding where are your assets, um, what assets do you have in place today um, and what's the risk of risk of something happening or a risk of something, uh, a cyber attack happening on those assets. So really, the first place to start, I would say, is start identifying your, your assets, right? And that's where there are specific um, approaches in place already. There's uh, something called the NIST Cybersecurity Framework, um, which is already in place and people refer to it in the cybersecurity industry, and that really looks at identifying, protecting, detecting, responding, and recovering to a cyber attack. Right? Those are the five different uh um, spaces and you can almost classify it as um, as if it was before a cyber attack happens, during a cyber attack happens or after a cyber attack has, has happened. Um, a lot of times we really want to be in the before stages or the identify and protect stages. right? And when you're in the identify and protect sp- uh, spaces, that's really where you want to understand um, and look at your asset visibility Um, you want to understand your current risk uh, posture you want to understand uh, that hygiene program Uh, do you have an anti-malware strategy in place Um, what's the effects of something if uh, if it was hit by a cyber attack and then really trying to conduct that comprehensive strategy of how do I segment my network um, into an IT and OT segmented network such that if something does happen in my uh, in my IT space, it's not
1: transversing down into the OT space and vice versa. Okay. Sounds like uh, uh, a lot of good steps there. And, um, and it, I presume it could be time consuming, um, but as well and but not something that you're actually going to just do once. This sounds like something that you would continuously, um, review and uh, adapt. So what's your thoughts around that? Like in terms of how do I, how do I actually put together a team and, and, and potentially like who should be part of that team?
2: Yeah, so cybersecurity is never, uh, should not be considered as a point solution. It's an ongoing evolution. Mm-hmm. And really, you want to have a broad range of people in as part of your team. You want operations, you, you want IT in, uh, individuals as part of it, uh, potentially some, some organizations have CISOs or Chief Information Security Officers that are just responsible for security. Some organizations have Chief uh, Information Officers that are part of this. Um, you, you definitely want to have a flavor from, um, both operations as well as from the IT side that, because it's a very different environment when you're, when you're dealing with IT, the environments are pretty much, you know, you're looking at something I like to call as the CIA model, right? Confidentiality, integrity, and availability. Right, and confidentiality is the most critical thing in the IT space. Right, you're trying to protect uh, all your data, sensitive data. Um, versus in the OT space or manufacturing space, that's kind of flipped around, and availability is the highest priority. Right, and what that means is, you know, uh, you want to make sure that your manufacturing and your uptime is is there. You want to make sure that your machines are producing. And so um, it's a it's a very different model. I mean, if you lose your email server, for example, in the IT space for an hour, two hours, it's not that big of a deal. It's an annoyance for sure. But if you lose two hours of manufacturing, Mm -hmm. you're losing big time dollars, right? You're losing a lot of money. Yeah. So you want to you want to involve a variety of different resources, and you want to have a flavor from all different aspects.
1: That's good. That's good. And and probably thinking too, like you have listed off some some uh, key people in there, and and for some of the smaller manufacturers. Uh, that doesn't omit them. I mean, what are you seeing in the space for a, like a small to medium-sized manufacturer? How, how do they, how do they address this, or how's how's Rockwell helping out in this situation, these for the for customers like this?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, the the smaller to medium-sized manufacturers may not necessarily have a CIO or CISO, right? But they do have somebody that's responsible for security or process safety. Right? And a lot of the smaller to medium sized uh, manufacturers, um, they're going in and they're, they're looking at their systems and they're looking at the vulnerability of their systems and the criticality of their systems. However, the one thing I was recently on a, on a webinar, they said about 75% of Canadian manufacturers have not done anything in regards to their cybersecurity around the OT space. Which is, which is concerning, I mean, it's, it is a new space, it is an exciting space, it's, it's ever evolving and ever changing, there's always new threats that are coming out. Um, it is something that needs to be handled as a program and look at it as a programmatic approach. But for the smaller companies that may not have a true cyber approach or um, an adaptive cyber approach, they can start small, right? They can start as, as small as just saying, okay, what are my critical assets? How do I identify my assets? Um, what's that risk that I'm taking if an asset is, is hit with a cyber um, attack? Um, how do I look at my, at my patch management? What's my backup and recovery solution? So really putting a plan around it. It could also involve just training. It could be things like training your employees around best practices, not to click on emails, not to, not to uh, you know, if they find a USB key, not to mm-hmm. open, uh, open a USB key on a work laptop. It could be something as simple as that, and then as you get additional funding, as you start growing your cybersecurity program, then you add on to that, right? And that's where you start developing through that cybersecurity NIST framework. And Rockwell Automation can help you throughout that entire program, whether it's uh, before, they can help you with uh, identifying and protecting your assets, they can help you Detecting, you know, the critical systems in there. They have, uh, we have uh, different resources. We have cybersecurity professionals that can help through all of these, regardless of whether you're a small manufacturer, a medium size, or a large global manufacturer.
1: Yeah, no, I appreciate you saying that. It's daunting hearing the the 75% uh, uh, number, but, uh, you know, what I'm hearing is is that uh, uh, don't be afraid to reach out. Um, to to people who know and who can help in this space you know like like the like the Rockwells or, or a, a partner that uh, that knows the space so that's that's really good for you sharing those things you know with with covid um, um, we're seeing with manufacturers uh, I mean a lot more happening uh, in in uh, North America Um Hearing the seventy-five percent part is—is is like what? What's your thought on how this is over? This is affecting the cybersecurity with you know a huge push for automation in, in the last year.
2: Yeah. So COVID and I mean we're in a global pandemic. Unfortunately, we we don't want to be talking about it. Uh, hopefully, everything goes back to normal soon. But really, COVID and the global pandemic has really accelerated the process. Um, in the past. Um, you looked at manufacturers and they were saying, Yeah, you know what, we are gonna take a look at it, we're gonna we're gonna do it, you know, we, we have our resources, we'll always be there on site. Our resources will always be available to support if required. And unfortunately, because of the pandemic, that really accelerated the need for manufacturers to um, look at how they handle different things because all their resources are now, or not all, maybe a majority of their resources have to work remotely. And so those resources are accessing their systems remotely, which is an additional threat. And they're accessing, you know, um, systems that would traditionally be in the OT space. They're accessing systems in the IT space, and you—you you, unless you have a secure managed system or you have a a cybersecurity program and you're you're evaluating it and continuously training your employees, it is definitely something that has accelerated the need because everybody is working remotely and it's driving that requirement to be more secure. It's also, you know, um, unfortunately, driving people from, a, from an attack perspective because there's a lot more attacks that are going out there. There's a lot mm-hmm. more people that are working from home and clicking on malware. Right. Clicking on um, infectious emails, clicking on uh, opening up videos that might be um, that that may not be secure, that once you get it into your system and you're connected to your operations, it can transverse down into the operation layer.
1: Yeah, that's it. I mean, this this topic is is they're they're not fun topics, but um, but, you know, it's a, it's a very important topic. And we want to we want to definitely see Canadian and North American manufacturing, of course, around the world. But we're talking about Canadian uh, manufacturing uh, really succeed and grow and take advantage of uh, a lot more um, onshoring happening. Um, so if we could think about some some next steps, regardless of the size of the company, um, what could some of the maybe 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 we'll speak right now to maybe some of the owners of the company? What could they do to ensure that um, kind of a check in their facilities that that they are that cybersecurity is being looked at and and uh, and actively being uh, um, uh, taken care of in a sense. What are some steps that, they, that an owner could do to do that?
2: Yeah, so I think the most important thing is that they need to start educating themselves around what cybersecurity risks they have and start looking at what they're, they're doing proactively. Um, again, it's because it's only a, about five years old. The OT space is still a very new space for them, so they need to start talking to some of their trusted partners, like if, you know, Rockwell Automation, and maybe a trusted partner for them and a trusted vendor, and ask them about. Um, what are they doing in that space? What are some of the certifications that they're looking at? Right, um, you know, there's there's some critical certifications and guidelines I mentioned. The NIST Cybersecurity uh, Framework is something that they should be uh, engaging in, but there's also the IC 62443 um, security risk assessment frameworks that they should be looking at, and and. ISO um, 27005 uh, information security frameworks, which are which are specific to operations technology, but also the IT space, and they they should engage in dialogue. They should start having conversations with their partners. They should um, look at their entire uh, ecosystem per se to understand what what those risks are, because it's not just necessarily them but it could also be someone like a trusted OEM that they normally use or a system integrator that they potentially use to understand, hey, if you're coming into my plant, are you secure? Or do you have the security in place where you're not gonna bring in any infections into my plant, right? And so it's important that owners um, are, are talking and are educating themselves, but then also, Getting involved and talking to you know other CISOs or other CIOs that are already looking in this space. I think that's that's a very important thing. You know, things like listening to these webinars, listening to podcasts around this space. Um, these are all critical things that they should be looking at. Um, especially, you mentioned their, you know, Canadian manufacturing and the need to be competitive and bringing people on site. Um, the big thing is connectivity into the into the space and uh, Industry 4.0, right? That's been a- big advancement and everybody's trying to move into that space so you're moving into that space how are you protecting yourself as well right and they go hand in
1: hand that's very good and uh, one of the things that um, we're noticing in um, bringing benefits is 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 how you approach your projects and, and having a, uh, a design first strategy towards uh, adapting projects. Um, are you seeing this in the field where you know, projects are coming along that cybersecurity is just one of those uh, um, call it pieces of the puzzle that are, people are adapting to? Or uh, what are you kind of seeing in the area when it comes to project starting?
2: Yeah, I think uh, more and more, you know, as you're talking to engineering consultants or as projects are, are getting um, getting started up, uh, the thing with manufacturers is they want to protect themselves and they want to protect their intellectual property. So they're asking what kind of cybersecurity um, implementations have been done. They're asking about how they can um, provide Access to their to their OEMs or their vendors uh, securely, right? Um, so it is it is something that's becoming more common. It's something that's being asked of very very much more so by owners by manufacturers is what kind of cybersecurity practices and how do we protect our assets? How do we protect our intellectual property? The um, so one thing you don't want is, uh, and I'll give you an example: is you may have two OEMs um, that are that are providing equipment into a facility, and the one the one OEM may have very proprietary code, um, and the other OEM may also have proprietary code, and you don't want them seeing the other the other's uh, information. Right, and so you need to only give them access to what they require within your system. The other thing too is uh, you also need to protect your intellectual property and make sure that your intellectual property as a manufacturer is not transversing out of out of your systems, so that OEMs are not taking that, or that that if an OEM comes in, they're not bringing in malware or other um, unsecure devices.
1: Oh it's good there's there's a lot a lot to think of and and uh and uh to to remember and it it, it sounds like having having good people on staff and uh and partners to to help you in the process of so that it that everything's connected and uh um it it definitely you know we want to hear hear good stories and and good practices going forward and of of course it's 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 um you know, when you're looking at manufacturing, the, the, one of the big things is is trying to get product out. And so sometimes you can you can skip over these areas. But, you know, I, I'm glad to see that, uh, that Rockwell is really pushing for uh, for their uh, their customers to to really look into these areas and to making sure that um, companies can be sustainable and uh, keep moving forward and making the economy grow. Um, so I really appreciate you sharing a lot of this stuff, Eldon. Is there, is there anything else you'd like to, to share that, um, you know, something that uh, uh, people would take away, you know, to, that they would uh, – um, some, something that really comes dear that you'd like people to take away from this in the cybersecurity space?
2: Yeah, yeah, so I think the, the big thing that I would like to share is that, you know, make sure that you're going out there and doing some research. Make sure that you're, you're talking to, to partners. Make sure you're educating yourself and asking for that, for that help because it is a new space. Um, look for partners that are doing things um, within their own organization as well. Look for mm-hmm. best practices that are out there. Um, and really you can start small. It doesn't have to be a huge investment. You can start small and start building upon it because anything that you're doing to protect yourself initially is better than nothing.
1: Yeah, and and, um, one of the things that I find really interesting because I know we've worked on some projects together and learning the security space and uh, um, that there's a lot of really neat tools out there. Like you're saying, if you do some research, you find out what's available, um, even though it's becoming newer, um a company like rockwell is investing in this space so it's it's good to see and uh that that it's important and, and and choosing choosing the the tech that will really advance you forward so that's good stuff
2: yeah the the three things i guess i wanted to to also talk about are kind of the people processes and technology right technology is one piece of it it doesn't it uh You know, not you can't find one single piece of technology that kind of protects you across all aspects. So back to your point around, hey, it's a program, right? You can't you have to continuously adapt and Add to your cybersecurity hygiene, um, improve yourselves. Uh, you also need to look at your your internal processes, improve your processes, and then the people piece of it is also a critical factor because they're your they're your important assets. So you've got to train them, you've got to educate them on why they shouldn't be doing certain things, why they shouldn't be plugging in USBs into their into their laptops, right? So there's there's certain things you you really need to look at is uh and and look at it from a people perspective a process perspective as well as a technology perspective
1: so so elton you know we're we're seeing like like why why would you see why are manufacturers being um targeted you know this is this doesn't seem to be something you're saying it started in 2017 you know why why would uh um hackers or in this area uh, really target um, small medium even large manufacturers what's the benefit to them
2: yeah so i mean the the big thing with uh, with manufacturers whether they're small medium or large is that um it's it's kind of a perfect storm i would say right there's uh they have a lot of legacy Unpatched infrastructure in the OT space. Uh, traditionally, the OT space has been a space that's that's very proprietary networks. And as it gets, as you start connecting these networks into the IT space, um, these these risks are becoming critical. And if we're we're seeing a lot of vulnerabilities. And the other thing too is that as as something happens, if there's a if there's a ransomware attack that that comes into a manufacturer, they're That's now if they don't have a cybersecurity program or they don't have a way to recover from that ransomware, um, they're going to have to pay that ransomware, and this is becoming more prevalent in the industry because. Customers have to pay that ransomware. There's actually cybersecurity insurance that's out there that helps to pay it. And so because it's becoming more monetized, these attacks are becoming more frequent. And unfortunately, you don't hear about all these attacks. Uh, you hear about the big ones that are out there. However, there's a lot of small and medium sized companies that really just pay it off in order to get back to back to their recovery. And It's not necessarily that the cyber attack is targeted at them specifically. It may be targeted at multiple different companies and it's just unfortunately that one employee or somebody in that organization that opened that that email or opened up a, a video, and that takes down that
1: manufacturing environment. That's yeah, uh, very frustrating and and, and uh, re- really annoying, but it's it doesn't mean that we should ignore that or, or stay camped out there. So um, those are some really... Great feedback, and uh, and um, and even with the, the ransomware that was was mentioned, that's interesting. That you know we're probably not seeing how many people are really being affected by this. And uh, yeah. Yeah, just around the
2: ransomware, there is uh, on the Canadian government website, the cybersecurity website, um, there is a place where they now have created a, a spot where you can report these. Ransomwares, and you can report things, and and uh, they actually have a tool on there where you can find um, common ransomware and and get a little bit more educated around around those uh, incidents. Um, And so this is an area, I was recently talking to the the, um, Canadian Cybersecurity uh, Center and they were telling me that manufacturing and the OT space, this is an area that they do want to focus on. It's something that they're planning on focusing on and putting some uh, education around to educate additional people and educate owners and manufacturers um, as, as these attacks are becoming more prevalent.
1: Do you ever think cybersecurity will just one day not be there? Is, do you think there's actually an uh, a way for systems to be in a place that uh, cybersecurity would not um, be prone to threats?
2: Um, unfortunately, I don't think it will ever get to a point where there will be no threats at all. I think we're, we're evolving. From a um, from a manufacturing perspective, we're evolving our technology as it becomes smarter. We're adding, uh, you know, we're following some of the standards like the uh, ISO standards that I mentioned. Um, So we are getting better, but as well, the the attackers are also developing and and uh, trying different strategies. So as we as these things get more and more monetized, you know, there's there's a different approach to it. So. Unfortunately, I don't think we'll ever be rid of cybersecurity. Um, if anything, I think it, it's always going to be there, but we need to continually improve our practices and we need to continually evolve our programs in order to prevent as much as we can.
1: So Elton, you know, maybe there's some people listening in that, you know, maybe, they, maybe they're actually already in the midst of, you um, trying to implement something or maybe even some people have already been attacked and wondering what to do Uh, is it too late you know what are some steps that uh, they can do Uh, where can they go for help Uh, like what should they do
2: yeah well the one thing i can say is it's never too late right it's always it's always good to start looking at these programs if you are uh kind of in that during an attack or after an attack right? You want to look at, hey, what do I have? How do I get back up and running as quickly as possible? Um, did I have recovery solutions? Did I have any backup solutions um, that I could put in place? Uh, the the one thing you also want to do is uh, disconnect that. If you find that one of your assets is... is uh, Under attack, disconnect that asset. Try and isolate that asset as quickly as possible. Um, That way you're not allowing that ransomware or you're not allowing that malware to spread within your network. Um, So as quickly as you can, you identify it, you wanna respond and try and um, take that asset offline and isolate it to just that Part of of your environment and and basically try and get that part of your environment back up and running. But sometimes, you know, it it is that you have to um, you have to potentially pay the ransomware. Um, unfortunately, that's the case in order to get back up and running. Um, there are different things that you can look at around cybersecurity insurance and policies. Um, but again, the best practice around that is to start looking early. Look now before you've actually been hit with a cyber attack and, and try and build a program that's going to prevent as much as possible. Um, from getting hit with that uh, with that cyber attack, right? Um, The one thing that I will also mention is you want to kind of take the strategies you want to take a holistic strategy around it and something called a defense in depth strategy and what that is is it's kind of you're you're shielding your device um, or your your asset around different layers and it's 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 a way where you're, the device is at the center, it's followed by kind of the application of the computer, around it is your network. And then, and then you wanna put physical or and policies and procedures in place at, at, the, um, at the outside. And really what you're trying to do there is prevent, but also delay those attacks so that you can respond to uh, when an attack is happening.
1: From your experience, Elton, and what you've seen, um, what what does a ransomware or, or an attack look like? How would someone even know that, uh, that that's actually happened? You know, maybe maybe, and I guess with education, you would you would be able to know your know things to do. But for those who this is very new to, may not even know what's happening.
2: Absolutely. So, ransomware, I mean, is just one of the the types of attacks, right? There's different types of attacks. There's malware attacks, there's things like um, phishing and spearing attacks, there's denial of service attacks. Um, where it's just your resources get overwhelmed, so it really depends. The, the ransomware, what what happens with ransomware is it actually will block your system, right? So you will get a pop up. It will say hey, you have X amount of time, and you've got to pay off this this amount um, in order to to recover your resources or recover your system. And um, if you don't, then you, it's threatened that your your you're essentially not going to be able to recover your systems. Right, so you do get a pop-up. You do get uh, essentially your systems are blacked out. You won't be able to access uh, things within uh, within your system. You won't go be able to go to different screens in your in your SCADA systems. Right, that that's really what ransomware is. It's uh, it pops up and it tells you, hey, you have X amount of time, whether it's 24 hours, 48 hours, whatever. And usually, the the way you have to pay off that ransomware is through cryptocurrency because that that way it's not tracked um, you know, there's no way of uh, of being able to find out who or where that that cryptocurrency is going, um, and so that's really what happens with a ransomware attack.
1: Yeah, Elton, you know, we're we're talking about and you mentioned uh, you know, there's you know, study, learn, be curious. Um, where are some uh, places that uh, some of our our audience could go to, like within the Rockwell realm, for finding mo- more information? Where, where should they start in in this curious? Uh, study? Steps.
2: Yeah, so we actually have. If you um, go on Google and you just type Rockwell Automation cybersecurity, um, there it takes you to a page within Rockwell Automation, um, and right there it gives you uh, information about what Rockwell Automation is doing, both from protecting our our platform. Uh, it also gives you information to webinars. There's additional white papers on there about how to how to start, where to start, who to talk. to. To, um, as well as it, there are different cybersecurity webinars that we do on a monthly basis that uh, portray different industries. Uh, last month we covered the water-wastewater industry because uh, not too long ago there was a cyber attack on the water-wastewater industry um, in the US, and uh, so it was top of mind. Um, it, there are upcoming webinars uh, in the next month, so so if you go to that website, uh, Rockwell Automation Cybersecurity, and hopefully you can post a link to it, um, there's a lot of information that you can get around cybersecurity and what Rockwell Automation is doing in this
1: space. Okay. Well, Elton, this was great. Really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to join our, our podcast. Uh, what a very interesting and, um, and somewhat scary topic. You know, it, we're, it's 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 there and we have to deal with it. And we, we want uh, Canadian manufacturers to to um, be safe and, and continue to be sustainable. So really appreciate you taking the time to share, giving uh, really good advice on, on where to go, where to start, next steps and, and bring a lot around the uh, making this a really important topic so thanks again for for taking the time to do this thanks for
0: having me on eric thanks for listening to the making things better podcast presented by j automation if you are a manufacturer that wants to make things better subscribe to our podcast follow us on linkedin or facebook at j automation or download our design first white paper at JAutomation.com.